You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And cut the music. Cut the music. This is an emergency version of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We often don't get these around here, but we had to do it. Why? Because the unthinkable happened. You know it. If you've seen it on social media, I'm here to break it down. But Juju Smith-Schuster is back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, something I didn't think would happen. He has signed a one-year, $8 million deal to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, I have been downplaying this possibility for the entire offseason, even most of the season, just because, hey, they drafted behind him at wide receiver for so long. I thought he'd get the money. He didn't get the money in the free agency market that a lot of people thought he would. Not just me, but PFF, a lot of experts out there. So, he came back to Pittsburgh, and I said, hey, I gave it like a 5% chance of happening, and it happened. Now, what's very interesting to me, what's very interesting to me, for those who say, well, he had nobody offering him any money. Yes, he didn't have, um, he didn't have you know, a, a six-year deal lined up with $80 million and all that stuff. No, he obviously didn't have that, but he did have offers from the Ravens and the Chiefs, according to Ian Rappaport where the Ravens offered him a $9 million deal with $4 million in its incentives, and the Chiefs offered him, I think, a ni- another $9 million deal. So he took less money to go to come back to the Steelers than to go play with two NFL MVP quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. However you feel about Lamar Jackson, he was an MVP quarterback that threw 36 touchdowns and I think, what, six interceptions in a season? That happened, and he turned down... Travis, uh, he turned down uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, those two teams also have been further than the playoffs than the Steelers in each of the last three seasons. And one of them has been to the Super Bowl the last two years and even won one. Now, I know there's a, there's a, there's a, a sense out there that Juju is all in it about himself. He's all in it about his brand. And it is trying to be painted that he would that he took he turned this down because he would have been the third option in both systems. He would have been the third option in Kansas City, but he also would have been with Patrick Mahomes, the most electric quarterback in the game with the best arm and maybe the best quarterback for the next 10 years. I don't care what third option you are. Give me that third option. Make me the third option on that team because I will take those numbers and highlights plays from him. But to say he's the third option behind Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown Hey, they, they have their highs moments, but they have a lot of low moments. Now, Tim Benz, a guy who I've worked with at DK Pittsburgh Sports in the past, and uh, we have appeared on the final word, he kind of came at me a little bit. He was saying, I was going to say Juju won no matter what happened. And I was like, okay, okay, Tim, I see what you're saying here, but it didn't happen that way. If he had went to the Jets or the Lions or name a really bad team right now that, that that's not going nowhere, and has a lot of re- rebuilding to do, I would have understood. I would have said, no, I would have said, yeah, that's, that's not a good look. But he had three offers from three of the top teams in the AFC. Three playoff teams in the, in the AFC. 
And he took the one that brought him back to Pittsburgh. So for all the people who said, he don't like you, Pittsburgh, he's playing you for a fool, that kind of does go up in smoke right now. Because he came back on the one year deal to work with Pittsburgh. And sorry, not sorry, if he went to Baltimore, he would be their best option. I pointed out, because Tim brought up, you know, he, he, was, he would have been the third best pass catcher for Baltimore if he went there. And I said, that's just not factually correct. His drop rate is significantly better than Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews. I mean, go back to that Titans playoff loss that the Ravens had two seasons ago, and, and you saw Mark Andrews just dropping open pass after open pass, two of which landed up in interceptions that flipped the game around and made it unwinnable for the Ravens. Now, Juju has his faults. Of course he does. But he's been a more consistent receiver when actually throwing the ball than either of those guys. So I think that's where people are tripping. But the bottom line for you Steelers fans is that him being back means that the full complement of receivers is there for another year. There's no need to, to draft a, a wide receiver now in the in the, the fourth round or so. Maybe, you know, maybe fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, if you see the guy that you like there, sure. But with Juju back, you have the same core back, the same group of young guys. And, and that makes it so that Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and James Washington, there's no pressure on any anyone to say, hey, you got to be the dude this year. It's like, hey, you know what? Last year, early in the season, and I brought it up all season long in that run of their first like eight, eight, nine, ten games. What was really working for the passing offense was the fact that in those early games, you could not predict who was going to be the leading receiver in each game. One week it was Juju, next week it was Claypool, next week it was Ebron, then it was Deontay, then it was, then it was, you know, they, they, they would give it to James Conner a lot in that game. They spread the ball around in who got the most yards and touches every game, and it made it tough to predict where they were going as an offense. Now, where they lost that was later in the season when Ben started checking down way too much to Juju. And teams were teeing off on it. And I wrote about this on DKPittsburghSports.com and how the Bills, the Bengals, and all, a lot of those teams that they lost to down the stretch, I mean, you saw plays where Juju didn't even get thrown the football and people were just converging on it. And it seemed like Ben couldn't snap himself out of that. So having Juju back now gives you another chance with, with Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator, maybe a different look on how the offense works. To say, hey, let's use this talented guy over here. Because whatever you think about Juju, if you, I mean, if you think he's not a number one receiver, that's fine. But it's obviously the kid's talented. He became the youngest receiver in NFL history to get to 2,000 receiving yards. He's, he's become a playmaker. He had the most touchdowns out of, a slot, out of the slot in, with nine last year in the NFL. He was in the top ten in receptions last year. And for those who say, oh, he only caught... Passes in the short distance, well, he, you, he, you run the routes you're told to run. And he was told to run the underneath routes. And when he was targeted downfield, like in the Colts game, he made it happen. Now, again, I'm not saying that this means the Steelers are saved or anything like that. Far from it. They still got to fix the offensive line. They got to still got to fix the running game. They get, And with uh, we'll get to this in a second. Steven Nelson requesting a trade. That's a big deal. And I think that all this kind of plays together right now. But was you know they got questions at cornerback at, at linebacker. This draft still is is vital. But bringing back Juju, I think sends a message that hey the Steelers weren't as miffed by his TikToking and social media meeting as people thought. Now maybe other teams were maybe, or maybe they're just like hey you know what we're not gonna pay a whole bunch of dollars this year to a guy who would take up that kind of money. 
And, you know, do, would Juju have preferred to get a, a six-year, you know, $100 million deal? You know, again, I'm just shooting for the moon there, but you get my point. He was supposed to average, you know, PFF thought he'd average like 15 to $18 million a year over four or five years. That didn't happen. And does that suck for him? Yeah, probably. But he still had offers on one-year deals so that next year, maybe he does sign that deal. And if he's in Pittsburgh still, Maybe they're the ones saying, hey, you know what, Juju, we want you around because the cap is supposed to boom next year. We talked about that yesterday on the – we can talk about today on the Locked On NFL show with your boy Q, uh, host of Locked On Raiders. Go, so if you want to check out that conversation about the, the money deal that came through for the NFL, go check out Locked On NFL podcast. I'm on the Friday, Friday edition. But, but for the Steelers passing game, bringing Juju back at least brings some continuity there. It's a surprise to me. I think it's a surprise to most of Pittsburgh. But it's certainly a, a feel-good moment for a lot of the people, especially the younger fans that have grown attached to Juju, to see him choose Pittsburgh while turning down more money to teams that have done better in recent years with MVP quarterbacks in the Chiefs and the Ravens. I'm going to take a quick break here when I come back. Got to talk about Steven Nelson for a second. Again, our emergency podcast. We got to talk about all the things that happened on this Friday right after this. Here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. This is, again, the emergency podcast, and it's double-dosed here because Juju being back does mean something has to happen. The Steelers don't have the kind of cap space to just sign a dude for $8 million and expect no repercussions. Well, Steven Nelson has been granted permission uh, to, to get a trade. You know, Steven Nelson, cornerback, to start next to Joe Hayden. He's been very good, very good for the Steelers the last couple seasons. Not elite. But, but definitely worthy of starting. Now, this news broke right before the Juju news broke. So that's where all the confusions and chaos happened on Friday. Now, I'm here to tell you that this is a big deal for the secondary because they did re-sign Cameron Sutton. That did happen, and that was a good thing early this week. But Steven Nelson being gone, here's my take on it. Here's what I think happened. I have no evidence, no inside source here, so this is just Chris flying off the handle. But I think that what they did was in the back room, because Stephen Nelson posted the other day, moment of truth, that there was a backdoors meeting where they said, hey, Stephen, this is our extension offer to you. And, 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 they said, and it probably wasn't the money that he wanted to happen over the next three, four years. Because Steven Nelson's played good. They, they wanted him to stay as a starter. But Nelson also probably sees himself as a much better player than what that money was. And so then he said, I'm okay. I don't want that. I'd like to test the market soon. And he'd like to try somewhere else. And maybe someone else will offer him that extension money. And so the Steelers, not being salty about it, just, hey, see if you can work out a trade. But I believe... If Nelson leaves, that would clear up about $7 million in cap space, which would, in turn, free up the money that they just signed Juju for. And the cap would still be in a solid place. Now, granted, they still, again, they still haven't done anything with Stephon Tewitt's contract, with Chris Boswell. They did cut Vince Williams, so that opened up some cap space for him. But um, they still got other moves that they can make here. But 
Steven Nelson being gone does put them in a situation where they're like, hey, we got to make a move at cornerback. Now, Adoree Jackson got cut by the Titans. Kyle Fuller got cut by the Bears. So there's guys that are out there that you could sign and see if you could work something out with to, with their own one-year deals. Because I think that's what a lot of people at right now. They're like, hey, let us let me take a one-year deal. And I said this all week long. Maybe I'll just take a one-year deal to see if I can prove it, have a good year. And then next year when the, when the salary cap booms, I'll make my payday. And, and that's the thing. Juju's not alone in that. He is, he is probably sitting here right now like, hey, man, I'm 24 years old. Let me get let, let me get this small contract now. $8 million. That's more money than he's made in a year yet, I believe. $8 million. And then next year, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make some real money and, 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 and hit the NFL when the, uh, the market opens back up. It was a rough market for receivers. You know, Kenny Galladay was supposed to get super-duper money. And I believe he's on a one-year deal with the Bengals. At least that's what they're talking about. But to me, Stephen Nelson leaving, it stinks for the secondary because this has been the most solid we've felt about the secondary. Anyone who's watched the Steelers, this is the most solid you could feel about this team's secondary since the days of, of the prime Polamalu and Ike Taylor and DeShay Townsend and Ryan Clark days. But now the secondary is most likely going to be missing Mike Hilton and Stephen Nelson. That is a hurt piece. Now, Cameron Sutton stepping up. He could still fill slot or outside corner, which again, which was why I was saying Cameron Sutton, a little more important than Mike Hilton in this free agency run. Just because he could play both spots. And now if Steven Nelson gone, now the Steelers can look in free agency and in the NFL draft and say, all right, we can look at slot corners and outside corners. Whereas if Mike, they, had, they had signed Mike Hilton and Cameron Sutton had walked, now they have to get an outside corner because Mike is purely a slot. He is not an outside numbers take on, you know, you know, DK Metcalf type of cornerback. That's just not his guy. That's not his 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 MO. So that's that flexibility there. And, and yeah, again, that's where I think Steven Nelson does hurt them. And again, request a trade. We got to see how that plays out. You know, I don't know what kind of capital you'd get for a Steven Nelson. I'd imagine. A mid to late round pick, I don't think a third's on the table. Maybe a fourth, maybe a fifth, because again, people know that you're trying to get rid of him. But I mean, hey, it, it, we have seen it before. Like uh, Rodney Hudson, you know, was it was put on it was put out that the Ravens were going to cut him. They got a third round pick for him, and he's their center. And he's a 32 year old center. He's he's older. He's as old as or older than Marquise Pouncey. Now, granted, he's at a different stage of his career because he's more healthy than Pouncey, but. You know, that's what happened with, with Hudson. Maybe something like that happens with the Steelers. I, I I wouldn't hope for too much there. But it would give them another middle-round pick, which would allow them another stab at, you know, say an off-ball linebacker, an edge rusher, you know, a tight end, somewhere in those folds. Or, again, more capital to trade up and say, hey, let's get a let's get like a mid let's, – let's use some of these these fourth-rounders we got. Let's get a mid – third round pick and see if we can we can trade up in there and get and get a guy that that's that's sitting there that really fits what we're looking for that's that's where we're looking at as far as um that that's what i'm looking at as far as what the secondary what what happened might what might happen with the secondary as far as steven nelson so this puts the steelers back in the market for more guys in the secondary more guys you know and and seeing what they can get in the trade trades for him but you know it's unfortunate but i really think that steven nelson going is is a huge part i mean i, I i'm not uh i'm not re- revealing anything major to you it's pretty obvious that steven nelson's going is a big part of juju's coming coming back to the steelers but I do think that 
there's some holes opened up here. And I'm not going to lie to you. Steven Nelson, I think, holds a more important spot at cornerback than what Juju did for the Steelers because of the depth they have at wide receiver. Because without Steven Nelson, now Sutton slides outside if they don't get if if they don't get another uh, outside cornerback. And now you're looking for a new slot, and you're expecting either James Pierre or Justin Lane to make a step up this year. And James Pierre, in a couple plays late in the season, he made some nice plays running down the field. But you don't bank on that. You 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 you, you can say next year in camp, prove it, young man, and you'll get us you'll get more time. But secondary has been such a good spot for the Steelers for the past few years. It's tough to see that happening. So there's a lot more we got coming out that we'll, be, that we'll be talking about. This is just a preliminary emergency podcast that we did here on Locked On Steelers. Stay with us. We have a lot more coming this week. This is the end of today's show. But stay with us. On Monday, I'm bringing the Yin's Harz podcast hosts, Jordan, Morgan, and Samantha. They've been killing it with their opening show. I think they just had their fourth episode um, this week. They've been spectacular. They've been great. I wanted to get them on so that you that you all could hear them here. I suggest you, ch- you follow them and check them out. But they're doing a great job. They'll be on the show Monday. We're going to postpone Mock Draft Monday to sort of Mock Draft Tuesday because I wanted to get Tony. He hasn't done a Mock Draft yet for us. I wanted to get his Mock Draft on the show. And then we will post a poll in the uh, in or a post in, in the Facebook group for Lockdown Steelers to get, see if, you, if you're one of those listeners that play, likes to play those games, you'll be, you'll be right there for it. You'll be able to still get get your your mock draft in, and I'll pick a winner, and we'll discuss your picks on the Tuesday episode. But Monday, special edition, we got the Interns podcast on. We'll talk, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Juju Smith-Schuster th- this this week because they had his mother on recently, and Juju came on came on there and said he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. So this is perfect timing lining up to get them on the show. Very excited about that. Thanks for listening. Now, have a great weekend. I hope there's not another emergency podcast because I'd like my weekend to be a lot more relaxed than this. But, hey, that's part of the business. Exciting times in Steeler Nation. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think about about it. Do you like the Juju's coming back? Do you not like that Nelson's going? Do you think that this might hurt the Steelers, help the Steelers? Let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Thanks for all those who support the show. Remember, subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, everywhere that podcasts are hosted. I'll be back in years Monday with the Interns Podcast for that episode. Have a great weekend, y'all.